granny had a saying. Without Hans, there would be no getting over. You pay for what you get, and hardly ever get what you pay for. Life's full of ups and downs. You got to find your own high ground. Mother wit is your connection. Use it for your protection. You got to dance to that is The Brides of Funkenstein, Never by Texas, from a cowboy. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is one of the brides of Funkenstein, Satori Shakur. She's a woman who has lived what seems to be many lives. She's an artist, a singer, of course, who was part of that group, a woman who struggled on a journey with breast cancer, and a mother whose adult son passed away. And now she's becoming a local storytelling legend, detailing some of these monumental life events on The Moth, WDET's Beginning of the End, and the Secret Society of Twisted Storytellers. WDET debuts Satori's new podcast, Twisted Storytellers. Storytellers this Wednesday on iTunes, and I am really, really pleased to welcome Satori Shakur, one of my favorite storytellers, to the studio here at Detroit Today. Thank you it's so good much, to see you. Steve. Thank you. <laughs> so I didn't know till this morning when the producers told me that you were part of this this group, the Brides of Funkenstein. Tell me about tell me about that first. <laughs> Oh my God! Where <laughs> That's shall a long we time begin? ago, is yes. it? <laughs> oh yes, I I was living in New York. I was recording. Uh, a solo album and um, and auditioning for Broadway and this and that. And a friend of mine who does the album covers for George Clinton, Overton Lloyd, a great uh-huh. artist, said they're having auditions for this group called The Brides of Funkenstein in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> so I borrowed money from my mother and a friend flew there. They had hired someone. She's famous now, Val Young. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> she sang with Rick James and the Mary Jane Girls. But they hi- they hired me, and I came on the One Nation tour, and I've been funking wow. ever since. Oh, I'm very very jealous about that. That is super cool. <laughs> I don't think I could have been a bride of Funkenstein, but I'm very no, you jealous that you were. Have... <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. So your new podcast, Twisted yes. Storytellers seems to sort of pull together a lot of the work that you have been doing in recent years, uh, telling these very personal stories. And and I always think that's the hardest thing to do, whether you're telling a story uh, in in person, uh, on the radio, in front of an audience, uh, live in a hall, telling a story in print, uh, revealing that sort of personal side of yourself, I think is really, really wrenching. You do it in a way that I just think is so accessible and so natural and so entertaining uh, that that it really just changes the way you think about not just uh, these issues but but narrative itself. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. The telling a personal story is doing a service in my mind for humanity. It's it's bringing up a lot of courage. It's looking back and taking a look and saying, this is just a story. And I could actually impact this story with framing it any way I want to. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's the work. That's, that's the delight for me. That's the, that's the true reward is when um, I work with the storytellers and they don't see their magnificence. They don't see their greatness. Oh, they, they, <laughs> one storyteller had changed a policy in, their, in Colorado. And I said, well, that's great. you got to say that. Oh, but that's bragging. Brag, please. We, <laughs> that's why you told all this struggle so you could say 
yeah, you yeah. Know, who you really are at the end. And the the secret society of twisted star- storytellers is this sort of group of people, this amorphous group of people coming in and out, telling these deeply personal stories around town, right? It's one human being at a time telling their <laughs> stories. Yeah. And yes, it's anybody who wants to come tell a story. I work with them all, and we fashion a 10 to 13-minute story, and and it's just a it's just an unpredictable, wonderful yeah. celebration of humanity at the Charles H. Wright Museum. What well, what's the difference between trying to figure out how to tell your own stories, which is something I'm a little familiar with, uh, and working with somebody else to try to get them to tell their story? Uh, it's not the same. It's not the same process, but it can be just as sort of difficult, right? It is a joy to work with storytellers and to find the story because it really comes through listening and asking questions. And the more you listen and ask questions and tell your own, there's this trust that happens. And then people start to reveal things. And I listen for our brand, which is uplifting, thought-provoking, soul-cleansing, and to connect, heal, and transform. So my ear is always tuned to that, those themes and those messages, and when when they start to talk in those ways, I said, "That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that you got to say there that." There you are, right? Yes. So it's like taking, you know, your your emotions, your thinking, and your journey, and midwifing it, yeah. so that a public can experience it. Yeah. Uh, talk about the role of humor in your <laughs> stories. That's a big part of what you do. Is you use humor. To, I mean, this is somewhat cliche, I suppose. Humor is healing for for trauma or tragedy. You do it in a really, I think, unusual and accessible way. It doesn't seem like a manipulation of any sort. It is. It is this very genuine uh, way of sort of disarming really difficult topics: breast cancer. Uh, the loss of a child. These are not easy things for anyone to talk about. You use humor as a way, not just to disarm, I I would imagine, your own emotions, but the audience, uh, being able to get them in a space where they can grapple with these things. Yeah, I I think that... um Humor is real important. It's, a, it's you get an immediate healing benefit from just laughing from the oxygen. But I'm a I'm a comedian. I'm a stand-up comedian. I, I'm a comedy writer. I wrote uh-huh. comedy for television in Canada, and so I I hear funny when when someone else doesn't even hear. <laughs> funny. No, that is hilarious, and they're like really. And um, yeah, I think that human beings are funny. We're just naturally. I mean, the kind of things we find ourselves, situations we find ourselves in. So I think sure. funny is a point of view. Humor is a point of view. Yeah. Uh, let's listen to a clip of Satori here talking at the Charles H. Wright Museum about wanting to solve racism. Another pretty <laughs> thorny topic. But boy, she just sort of brings the house down with humor uh, in this clip. And I'm scrolling on Facebook and I see a friend of mine who's a Baha'i. On her page, she didn't invite me, but it's seeing on her page, a safe place to talk about race. So I, I drive 37 minutes to Adams Road in Troy. You know it's safe there. Ain't no safer place in the world than Adams Road in Troy. And we're in a big church, and you know it's safe. I didn't realize I was the threat. I didn't, I didn't realize I was going to be the threat. So now I'm the only black woman at my table. I'm sitting next to the pastor woman, and you know. 
And so, you know, all I'm, you know, so I get the white guilt. I told my kids not to marry anybody black. I, I know I've got an Iranian, you know, husband, and he's blacker than you, but I, I told him not to marry anybody black. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then the white woman next to her said, don't feel bad. I told my children that too. It's not because of racism. It's just, you know, you want to protect your kids. And I said, yeah, don't feel guilty because I know black people that don't want their kids to marry no white people. <laughs> and she said, really? <laughs> As if it was beyond the scope of imagination. <laughs> and then the woman who was saying, don't feel bad, said, I'm Satori Shakur talking at the uh, Charles Wright Museum about wanting to solve racism. I am talking to Satori Shakur, uh, founder of the Secret Society of Twisted Storytellers, about her new podcast here on WDET. It debuts this Wednesday on iTunes. It's called Twisted Storytellers. Satori, in that clip right there, <laughs> bringing humor to racism. Not easy to do, but uh, there you do it to, to great effect. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, tell the story of what happened. You know? <laughs> right, tell them people what happened. Uh, talk about the name, Secret Society of Twisted Storytellers. How did you come up with that? What's twisted about the stories? Well, I, the, the name came about, I wrote a short story some years ago, and I wrote the short story because of another story that I felt that I could never tell anyone. So I wanted to create a society of twisted, like twisted means human, Rap, bottled up, raveled, and then in, uh, through the telling of the story, you unravel, you reveal, and you heal, and you become free. Yeah. And so uh, this, uh, I wanted to create a society where people could come and tell their deepest truths and be celebrated for the courage to tell it, because on the other side of that truth is is a transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so in the podcast, yeah. uh, what will we what will we be hearing that will sort of surprise us, I guess, about uh, about the secret society of twisted storytellers? The, the podcast is called Twisted Storytellers. I would imagine we'll hear lots of the things that that you've been doing around town in recent years. Well, you're good. when you hear that, you're going to hear de- people from Detroit in the greater Detroit area and in some cases nationwide telling stories. And they're going to be stories that that are on the grassroots, on the ground, people living their lives, sharing their their triumphs. What's surprising when I work with storytellers and the theme comes out there, um, they're not telling the stories that the media are telling. They're not telling, oh my, you know, they're telling how they're making it work, how they're triumphing, how they're struggling through and may and hope is hope it's hope and <laughs> and i'm not even trying to listen it's just that that is detroit we are a diamond factory yeah. whatever pressures whatever challenges whatever struggles make us better people we can meet life in in, in a hopeful and a, and a transformative way yeah uh, detroit plays a prominent role in in your work as does uh, race, uh, gender, all of these things that sort of come together to make you. Talk about the city, though, and, and the way it's changing and the way that might be reflected 
uh, through your work. Uh, are you telling different stories about the city of Detroit today than you were five or ten years ago? The way the city looks and feels different than it did five or ten years ago? Oh, yeah. About five or ten years ago, I was I checked the register of my neighborhood when I saw a blonde white girl running down <laughs> <laughs> John C. Lodge, Claremont, and Woodrow, where I live, I'm like, oh, it's safe. You know? right. It must and, be safe. And now it's like, I, you know, I go to Eastern Market. I go, I, it feels good to have all of this new energy coming in. I, I've, I've lived in New York, Los Angeles, Toronto. I've traveled. And so this is, this is familiar to me. There, there is so much synergy and energy when all these cultures and all these ideas are percolating. And, and this work, The Secret Society of Twisted Storytellers, I founded it out of a disparaged city, a, a, a block with, uh, with houses burnt down and a, uh, a depressed people. And now the, the energy is lifting, lifting, lifting. And I, and I really want to thank every storyteller and every audience member and anybody who's listening yeah. for elevating. Do you feel like the storytellers are reflecting that too? The, the coming and reflecting oh. this uh, a different outlook oh, on yeah. the city? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and I get to I get to hear about the city and see about the city yeah. through the eyes of all these different storytellers. It's just like I it's like it's so rich for me. Yeah, I'm blessed. Yeah, uh, talk about the catharsis that uh, storytelling does for you. Again, you're somebody who's sort of been through a lot and and dealt with tragedy. Uh, the storytelling has got to be part of the healing process, right? Oh, the moth. When I met the moth and they asked me to tell a story at the Fillmore, the, the story that I had just, I mean, I was just crawled out of hell. And I told the story of losing my mother and my son nine months later. And then six years later, my hormones going out of whack and how that brought me to, to know that I'm alive. And then a measurement of whether I was just, you know, okay or whether I was too much. And I found that, you know, that this grief, that this devastation had healed me. And in telling the story, that's why I wanted to bring it to Detroit. I'm like, if telling a story can heal, heal me, can, can give me release and some freedom, what would it do for the city of Detroit? Can we connect Detroit through yeah. storytelling? Yeah, yeah. And and the moth, I mean, that's one of the most, most popular uh, storytelling events, your storytelling events. This seems to be at least becoming a bigger storytelling city than it than it used to be is is right. that is that is my impression of that right yeah well storytelling is the most effective a delivery system of information and ideas if you probably i know you know you remember stories from your childhood so it's very powerful in connecting human beings and we have this this soundbite world this sort of icelandic <laughs> context and landscape. And so I, I, saw, I saw a young woman on Facebook said, I, I, I wish we could go back to the time when we could actually touch people where we didn't have an emoticon, where we, and this was, a, this was a, like a 30-something. I said, when did you remember that? You know, and it's That's like, right. I think it's a yearning. Human beings need other human beings to, to say, I've grown, I've stretched, I shrunk, I need help. You know, and storytelling yeah. touches that and reaches it in a non-threatening way, like art. You know, you take from it what you need. Sure. Uh, let's go to Steve in Huntington Woods. Steve, welcome to Detroit Today. Uh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, about a year ago, I had the privilege of telling a story on Satori's stage. Steve, and Hi, Satori. Hi. <laughs> and, and I want to encourage other people uh, who, who might be uh, shy or have second thoughts about doing it, 
to uh, to give her a call and and tell your story. Uh, I've done a lot of different things in my life, but I'd never told a story on a stage. <laughs> and Satori is a wonderful teacher and a wonderful mentor, and I gained a lot from the experience. And I encourage other people to take that fun to do the same thing. All right, Steve, that's a Thank great you. way to end this segment. Uh, thanks very much for the call. Satori Shakur, uh, new podcast here on WDET, Twisted Storytellers, debuts this Wednesday on iTunes. You're going to want to go check it out. Satori Shakur, thanks very much Thank for being you. here. Thank you so much. Thank today. you. Thank we'll see you. you soon. We'll have you come tell stories. All right, show. all right. All right, that's going to do it for it. That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station.